Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Line stepping into hour number two of Fantasy Sports Today, right here on FNTSY. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you. Find us on Twitter at Dan Strafford, at George Kurtz. And of course, find FNTSY Radio at FNTSY Radio. Taking your questions uh, in our number two segment, number two. So next segment, the phone lines will open for any questions you have as you're setting those lineups ahead of Saturday's two games and Sunday's slate of games. Hopefully you're in your semifinals. You're getting ready to take on uh, a lesser team, one you can beat and head on to the finals, uh, or maybe even a, a deeper league, some semifinal action next week uh, before rounding it out as the season comes to an end. Uh, we are here to answer all things fantasy football and all things 90s dance crazes. So if you have any questions about the uh, cha-cha slide or Macarena, we are happy uh, to answer those as well. Uh, George, let's continue on here. Uh, we talk next. Well, any uh, love for any of the um, numbers here in the Green Bay and Chicago game, uh, a game that we've uh, found some pieces that maybe we like from a, a fantasy or DFS perspective. It's 25.25 implied total for the Bears, 19.75 for Green Bay, 45 over under, Bears minus 5.5. Is this a situation where maybe you have some fun betting on Aaron Rodgers and an implied total for Green Bay, just expecting them to put up more points, or do you think the Bears' defense is is that good uh, that 20 or so points is, is the high watermark for what Green Bay can put up? But once again, you have to remember Green Bay, I mean, it's really outside. They have an outside shot at the playoffs. They're not eliminated yet. And Lord knows the Vikings are playing like they don't want to be in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, they have a shot there. I don't think it's going to happen, but a shot. So they have something to play for here. They're not going to lay down and die. This is also uh, one of the uh, biggest rivalries in the NFL, which means I don't. I tend not to. I tend to not look at the uh, point spread. You know, when two teams like this, they don't like each other. Bitter rivalries, you know, division opponents. You don't know what's going to happen there. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking uh, Green Bay or Chicago, but I do like the over. I think points can be put up on the board here. I love Chicago's defense. I do, but I mean, if you hold Aaron Rodgers to 20 points, that's a good defensive uh, performance. You've done well. You know, so, so I think. Uh, I think. I think they'll go over here barely. I don't think it's going to be way over. But I think it could be something like 27-20, 27-21, somewhere around there. So I do like the over here, but that's it. I won't touch the uh, – I'm not giving or laying points. All right, let's uh, keep moving on here. Uh, and if you have any questions uh, from Twitter, it's at uh, FNTSY Radio. Be sure to mention uh, George and myself as well, and we'll get to the questions here on the show. Uh, let's continue on. We'll talk uh, next. Oakland at Cincinnati. Ah, I don't even know. There's some bad games this week, but this might have some fantasy goodness. Uh, I do think this is an interesting game from a DFS perspective. You have the uh, Bengals with a 24.5 implied total. Uh, The Raiders at 21.5, so a spread of minus three. That's what it opened at. That's what it's still at. Uh, Over under 46. Uh, Derek Carr is somebody that, uh, listen, I know he has had his ups and downs. 
Uh, but at 5,400 against this Cincinnati defense, he's had two solid weeks in a row. No interceptions in what? Uh, seven weeks? It's, his last interception was thrown <clears throat> against the, the Chargers back in week five. He's had a really solid run here. Um, you're starting to hear that it may not be John Gruden tra- trading players away. That's, in fact, the owner. Um, I wonder if this team is rounding into at least a little bit of cohesion. Uh, and Derek Carr here is an upside, really an upside play at a cheap price point on DraftKings. Agreed. I think points to be put up here for both teams. I think they're going to see uh, a high-scoring game here. I think the Raiders... This probably maybe their best matchup of the season. No, Dalton from Cincinnati, obviously. Their defense has been pathetic all season long, and they can't stop the pass to save their lives. So, uh, yeah, I like Carr as well. I'm not talking about in your fantasy league, all right? I'm not, I'm, I, I doubt I'm starting Carr over anybody, unless you're in a 16-18 team league. Uh, I doubt I'm starting Carr, Carr in a 10-12 team league. But DFS-wise, yeah, for where his point total is going to be, I'm going to have Carr in some lineups here. I am. I like them this matchup tomorrow. I think he, uh, he's been solid he has been some. He's not been great, but since you what you mentioned, week five, he's been much better. Maybe he's got grasping the offense now. He's got to, you know, he's figured it out. And even if you don't like Carr, I mean, you, know, you can't blame him too much. It's not like he has a whole plethora of talent around him. I mean, Lynch hasn't played since about week five. The wide receiver core has been, you know, blah since well, week one. Jordy Nelson is a shell of his former self. Montavious Bryant has been injured, now suspended. Uh, so, you know, they've had issues there. So I'm, I'm not really I'm not willing to kill Carr anyway. But fantasy-wise, he's been fine. So, yes, I like what you're saying about Carr. And, you know, Doug Martin's got a, you know, a touchdown streak going, too. I can see myself plugging him in in a, a lineup or two. Same reason. Bank on that touchdown. Bengals not the greatest uh, defense here. I think that's as far as I would go. You know, Jared Cook could certainly be an, uh, an option as well. I forgot about him. So uh, as for tight end, I can, so I, I can go uh, uh, one Raider heavy stack. I could certainly see myself doing that just with Katrina and see what happens here. See if they do put up as many points as I expect. You know what? I like the Bengals as well. It's at home. Triscoll's not afraid to throw it. I don't think he's great or anything. He's not afraid to throw it. Tyler Boyd to start. John Ross catches touchdowns. Hasn't hit that big play. He, John Ross is really, really fast. Really expecting him to hit more big plays for touchdowns than be the red zone guy for touchdowns, which is what he seems like he is here. Strange. Uh, Joe Mixon certainly uh, starting for me as well here. I think this game is going to be... Uh, entertaining if you're forced to watch it. I'm I'm a fan of this game. Now, I, I, as I first looked at it early in the week, and I still think it's a two bad football teams. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but from a fantasy perspective, I think there's a ton of upside. And I, I, I look at it as Carr, Martin, Jared Cook, all in play. Um, I think that on the other side, you mentioned T- Tyler Borden, John Ross. Use one of them as your, your sort of game stack player on the way back and you have some fun with this one you see some upside potential points scored because two bad defenses yeah I agree Driscoll's not great but he's facing an Oakland defense that ranks what 31st in DVOA you have a Cincinnati defense that ranks 28th in DVOA this should be a recipe for points and for fantasy points so I'll have a decent amount of Derek Carr Probably pairing with Jared Cook over and over again. Maybe one or two lineups with Seth Roberts or another wide receiver. Uh, Jordy Nelson is at 4,200. Again, he hasn't been great, but seven targets, 11 targets last two weeks. Uh, sorry, 18 targets overall last two weeks. That Those are good numbers. And if he falls into the end zone, you, you all of a sudden have a, a good output. So uh, I think this could be a fun one overall. Uh, Numbers-wise, wagering-wise, anything that stands out um, over under 46 uh, could be uh, an intriguing number. Anything that uh, 
You, you, do you think this pushes over the forty-six-point uh, threshold? I do. I do. I think this game. Think, uh, I think this game gets over fifty. I, I, I think it's once again. <laughs> Teams have nothing to play for. Defenses have been bad anyway, and now they've lost some motivation. I think points could put in, being put up on the board here. So I like the over in this game. Uh, the plus three minus, uh, for the spread. Uh, I mean, I kind of like the Raiders in this game. I, I think the Bengals aren't very good uh, on either side of the ball right now. I think points can be put up, but I think the Raiders could score more. But that being said, I don't see myself putting any money down on it. But I think the Raiders will win the game here. But I'll take the over under at 45 and a half. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, this could be a fun one. Maybe uh, get some parlay action uh, here with uh, the Raiders and uh, the the uh, over-under and throw some prop bets in. Go heavy on Bengals, Raiders, Week 15. That's always a good sign. Oh, what's my life become? Anyway, uh, let's uh, continue on to our next contest. Uh, keep the, the wheels moving here as we do have a number to get to still. Dallas at Indianapolis. Um, I'll let you run on this one. What do you got here? Uh, could be some uh, points put up, but uh, two defenses that, uh, well, the Colts defense definitely gets a little less respect than uh, they've deserved over the past few weeks. Been playing a, a good deal better than they were, obviously, to start the year. They're up to 11th in DVOA, uh, fifth against the rush. Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, on everybody's radar each and every week. Do you think this is another big week for Zeke, or do you have some uh, concerns about this matchup with the Colts? Well, I, I have some concerns, not so much for the Colts, but for the Cowboys. Uh, Zach Martin, who's their best offensive lineman, won't play. He's out. All right. Uh, Tyron Smith's been a shell of his former self. We all, all know Travis Frederick is out for the season with the, uh, the disease. So there's some issues there. The Cowboys have to have a letdown sooner or later. Uh, you beat the Eagles last week. You've all but wrapped up the NFC East. The Cowboys' magic number to wrap up the NFC East is one. One win does it. A loss by Philadelphia and Washington does it. You know, and this division's over. This game doesn't mean much to the Cowboys. They really don't have another important game now until wild card round in the playoffs. That's really the next important game when they'll play Seattle, Minnesota, whoever uh, gets that wild card slot. Yes, there's a chance they could catch the Bears for the third uh, slot. They can't. They're not going to catch the uh, you know the Saints or the Rams. That's not, not going to happen. So they're going to be the third or the fourth seed here. So I just wonder if this is a letdown game. You're playing an AFC team on the road. You just beat Philadelphia. You have nothing to play for. This smells bad for me. And you're playing against a team that has everything to play for, right? The Colts are battling uh, the Ravens trying to get into that last playoff spot here. So uh, I, I don't like this for the Cowboys. I think they are the better team, mind you, but I think this is a bad spot for them. I, I'm, I'm smelling a letdown here. So uh, you're still, listen, you're still starting Zeke Elliott. Absolutely, you're starting Amari Cooper. Could you make an argument for, for Dak Prescott? Yes, you can. You know, once again, I could put him over some people there. But... I'm just, I still think it's going to be a great game overall. I don't think, I remember, what did uh, Zeke touch the ball 30 plus times last game or close to 40? They're not going to have that. That's not going to happen again. I think they're going to start to rest him some to make sure he gets healthier for the playoffs. They don't want to you know, wear him up in games that really don't matter. You'll see more of Rod Smith. You know, if Dak Prescott ever, ever can get some chemistry with Michael Gallup, who's run free on the sideline so many times, but Dak keeps missing him. This offense is going to be really, really scary because he's already got it with Mari Cooper. It's amazing how, how fast that came. But he does not have it with Michael Gallup yet, which is strange because Gallup's been there all offseason. But if Dak ever gets that, he'll be dangerous. Uh, so that's what I'm seeing with this. Like I said, Dak Prescott, he is in my top 12 this week, got number 12. You know, he's, uh, I sort of uh, argue with him and Trubisky, flip-flopping him all week. So they're uh, my 11 and 12, uh, my 12 and 13 guys there. Uh, as for Indianapolis, 
I, you know, I'm looking at the Auto Expert Slack channel, and I've got three questions there. T.Y. Hilton, what do I do? Uh, I mean, we don't know. They, they pretty much already have already told us it's going to come down to a game-time decision, which wouldn't be a yep. bad thing because it's a 1 o'clock game, but a couple of these questions come down to, well, I got Jarvis Landry tonight. I can start over him. Well, you know, I'm like, oh, well, that means you've got to make a decision by tonight. You know, you can't wait till 1 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, my best guess is I think T.Y. Hilton plays. I would be shocked if he doesn't. You know, this is, like I said, this is a big game for Indianapolis. If they were in Dallas's uh, shoes where it really means very little, I, I think T.Y. would sit. But it, does, it is important for Indianapolis. I think he plays. That being said, Dan, I don't like the risk zeros. And for the one question I got where the other guy had Landry as a uh, cover, I'll, I'll go with Landry. You know, I'll, I won't take the chance. Landry's good enough. He's not as good as T.Y. Hilton, but he's good enough. Where else? I I, don't, I I won't feel the need to take that risk that T.Y. is inactive tomorrow. But the other questions are, you know, for leftover guys. Do I start a Sutton? You know, do I start this coming? No, no, no. Then that chick, if I'm waiting on that anyway, I might as well wait to see if Hilton's going to play. If not, I'll pick somebody else off the waiver wire or somebody else off my bench. But when it's someone like Landry, I'll go Landry here. Uh, Lucky start. I don't love the matchup for the Colts. I don't. Dallas defense is good. They will put pressure on Luck. We'll see what happens here. I'm starting T.Y. I'm starting Eric Ebron. Dallas still does have some issues with the tight end, although last week they did a good job against Ertz. That was their game plan. And that will be the game plan tomorrow again, by the way. If T.Y. is out, they will look to take away Ebron and force Luck to do something else. I am not lucky Marlon Mack tomorrow. This is a guy who uh, lives on the big play. I think it's something like 20% of his fantasy points come off 20-plus yard plays. I don't know if those are going to happen tomorrow. Dallas is one of the best teams in not allowing big plays to the running backs. They have very good, very fast linebackers. So I'm not lucky Marlon Mack or anybody in the in the run game here. It's really for Indianapolis, the big guys. I'm starting Luck, I'm starting Ebron, and I'm starting T.Y. if he plays. Yep. Now, that makes, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of sense. And I think uh, you point out sort of that narrative that can sometimes be a little hard to nail down, but the Cowboys here don't have a lot to play for. <laughs> and it's uh, crazy to say that for a team uh, that sits atop their division, eight and five. It's not like they are 12 and, and uh, three now. It, there's there's a lot to still uh, think about from a, a schedule and from a, a standings perspective. But when you look at their division and the rest of the conference, they're not fighting for much. Whereas Indianapolis is one of four teams, that's seven and six, one of five teams with seven wins coming into the weekend. Uh, you also have the Broncos and Browns uh, with six and five wins, respectively. The AFC wildcard run is going to be crazy these last couple weeks. These last three weeks of the season, it's going to be nuts to see how this all shakes out. You have Pittsburgh, you have Baltimore, Indianapolis, Miami, Tennessee now dropped uh, to seven and six. This is a pretty crazy time uh, in the AFC and going to be one where these these are fighting till the, the last week. Um, I think Miami falls off. I know they had a big win against the Dolphin uh, against the Patriots last week. Crazy play to end it. Um, don't know that they have that much magic in their bag. Um, haven't looked at strength of schedule, but the Colts are still still playing. Again, start of the year, you would have never thought it was the Indianapolis Colts uh, in the mix. Uh, for a uh, playoff spot here as we came down to the final wire. I think you said it last week. Obviously, it's already a positive uh, year for the Colts. Could become a little bit more so if they dive into uh, the playoffs somehow or another and make some noise. Let's uh, get through at least one more game before the break, opening up the phone lines in the next segment. We do talk about the Miami Dolphins at Minnesota Vikings. Um 
The Vikings are terrible right now. I really don't know what's going on. I know they let go of their offensive coordinator. There's some infighting between the coach and the coordinator. Uh, the Dolphins coming off that crazy win uh, over the Patriots with the uh, hook and lateral. Uh, so pretty crazy to see that ending. Loved seeing it here uh, as I sat uh, at a restaurant and ate dinner with my family. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, a crazy ending. George, what what starts do you have here? Uh, someone like Adam Thielen's had a rough go of late. Uh, do you see yourself sitting him if you have a better matchup with a lesser wide receiver? Uh, how does this all shake out for you? No, you're starting your uh, your Vikings here. Uh, now, listen, I know one of the big reasons the offensive coordinator got fired is because he wasn't running the ball enough. Even when Dalvin Cook came back, their percentage of runs stayed the same, 31%. And uh, as if it wanted him to run the ball, he didn't. Well, he's gone. Now they'll run the ball more. That being said, uh, Xavier Howard probably out from, Minnesota, uh, from Miami. Their best corner. You're starting Diggs. You're starting Thielen. All right, that's pretty simple there. He's starting Cook. You're probably starting Cousins. I mean, once again, I know we, he's been, uh, people have been getting, been getting on him. Fantasy-wise, he's been fine. Yes, he laid an egg last week, but he's been fine other than that. He comes in his top, easy top 12. Matter of fact, I have at number nine. So you're starting them, uh, him there. For Miami, I mean, Kenyon Drake, I don't know if I can go that far, but I can certainly think about it. Lots still to get to here on Fantasy Sports Today. Phone lines are open next segment. Don't forget, it's 844-843-6879. We'll take your questions as we continue to break down Week 15. Uh, groove certainly in our hearts. I hope it's in your heart as well as we move forward with Fantasy Sports Day here on FNTSY. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Here on Fantasy Sports Today, it's funny, George. Um, we were talking about Phil Collins before. I happened upon a YouTube video of Mark Knopfler, the uh, head uh, lead singer of Dire Straits. This is money for nothing. With Phil Collins, uh, Sting, and Eric Clapton singing this song live. If you want to go down a rabbit hole, it was an amazing concert from like the late 80s, early 90s, with the four of them all on stage together. Uh, pretty crazy uh, video to watch. Uh, let's uh, continue on here. Have a lot to get to from a games perspective. Uh, also have the phone lines open here. 844-843-6879. Uh, let's touch on Tennessee at New York. Uh, this is Titans at the Giants. Odell Beckham is out. Uh, how do you see this one shaking out? Which uh, players are full go for you in this matchup? Now, this one could be played a little bit of a uh, little some rain tomorrow. It's the rain here uh, in New York. I know they play in Jersey, but a uh, little little drizzle. Nothing torrential, but some rain. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, Tennessee has a good defense. Once again, something to play for here. Uh, it's going to be, a, obviously, without Beckham, it's going to be a, uh, a, a Saquon game. 
right? It's going to be Barkley all day. They're going to want him to run the ball left, run the ball right. I think Tennessee's going to play for that, too. Uh, this will not be last week where the Washington, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call the Washington Redskins last week? Uh, a college team, you know, community college at that, right? They, they were bad. Uh, that team is just done. Which I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to get on the Redskins. Listen, you had all the injuries they've had. They're losing, you know, second and third and fourth string offensive linemen. You, you, no one's going to be able to survive that. You know, it's just not going to happen. So uh, they have all sorts of issues there. But uh, the Giants, I mean, can we trust anybody tomorrow outside of Barkley? I mean, you're always starting Barkley. That's it. I'm not going any further. I'm not starting Evan Ingram. You know, uh, Giants have changed their offensive philosophy over the past four weeks, six weeks. And they've gone with a heavy offensive line. And what I mean by that is they've put in, they've gone two tight end sets. And when they've done that, believe it or not, Ingram's not part of that. They've gone with tight ends that can block to keep Manning upright, to open up better, bigger holes for Barkley. It makes sense. Barkley is the team now, especially when Beckham is out here. So I'm not starting Ingram. I'm not starting Shepard. I said Tennessee's a good enough defense where I'm not going any lower than, uh, I would have started Beckham, obviously, but I'm not going to start Shepard. And as for Tennessee, uh, I mean, Corey Davis, maybe, but I'm not in love with him either tomorrow. Uh, why receive a three flex? I guess if you have to, fine. Derrick Henry. So we're all talking about, right? Derrick Henry. Listen, he had a great game on that Thursday night game versus Jacksonville, but make no mistake about it, Jacksonville laid down. They laid down. They didn't want, they made a lot of business decisions not to go after his legs, not to go take those hits, not to get beat up. He's not going to have that kind of game tomorrow. That being said, there are two numbers here that play into you, into why I've been telling people to start Henry this week. One, he has scored touchdowns now in five of his last seven games. So a pretty good chance he gets to the end zone tomorrow. Two, the Giants are top ten in allowing touchdowns to opposing running backs. So once again, it's pretty much saying pretty good chance Henry gets it to the end zone tomorrow. He's certainly not going to rush at 238 yards. That's not going to happen. But I think he gets double-digit points tomorrow. So I'm willing to start Henry. Deion Lewis has been quiet of late. It's, it really has turned to Henry. But in PPR leagues, I can consider him as well. Uh, but once again, I, think, I don't think anybody in this game, outside of possibly Barkley, is going to have a monster fantasy day. All right, let's uh, hit the phone lines here. We have two callers online, and uh, hang tight there, Kenny. We're going to go to Holly from New Jersey first. Holly, you're on with uh, Dan and George. Fantasy Sports Day, how you doing this morning? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Hello? You're on with Dan and George. Hey, what's up, Dan and George? Thanks for having me on. Good morning. Good morning. You're doing all right. Uh, uh, three quick questions. Um, quarterback, um... Matt Ryan or uh, Dak Prescott? And um, running back question, I'm in a 10-team uh, PPR league. Um, running back question, I need two of these running backs. Um, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, uh, David Johnson, and uh, Aaron Jones. I already played uh, Justin Jackson um, yesterday, uh, Thursday. And defense, Texans or Bills? That's a deep running back pool you got there. Uh, George, what do you got? Let's go quarterback first, Ryan or uh, Prescott. You there, George? Yeah, I'm just uh, writing down the, the – uh, I'm still writing down the running backs here. I mean, how many, running backs, how many good running backs can you have? Uh, all right, Ryan or Dak? We want to do quarterback first here. I have them both in my top 12, but I have them uh, both the end of my top 12. I'm going Matt Ryan here. Just a uh, fantasy-wise, he's a better, better chance here. Da- Dallas could run the ball heavy tomorrow, and you don't get anything from Dak. But I just trust Ryan a little bit more here. As for the running backs, you needed two of Chubb, David Johnson, 
somebody, Fournette and Aaron Jones. All right, we're taking Aaron Jones out. I don't like his matchup tomorrow, especially with the other options here. So two of Chubb, Johnson, and Fournette. Wow. Who don't you start here? Uh, I think I have to start David Johnson. I don't think I could sit him. Uh, Chubb or uh, Fournette here. Jackson's playing uh, Washington. Cleveland's playing tonight against Denver. God, I like both these guys. Um, I'll start Chubb. I guess uh, if, I don't, if I'm not going to start somebody, it's going to be because I don't trust Cody Kessler. Cody Kessler, Josh mm-hmm. Johnson game tomorrow. Shoot, shoot me here. But the bottom line is I don't think you can go wrong here. I'm, I'm just not starting Aaron Jones. I, I think you can choose whichever one you wanted to to sit out of the other three here. Uh, the Aaron Jones is the easy sit here. If you want to uh, sit David Johnson because it's Arizona, they haven't been doing anything, I don't have a problem with that. I like Chubb and Fournette a lot. It's, just, it's a shame you have to sit one. Oh, I have a Houston Buffalo. Uh, give me, give me the Texans. Sam Donald's an interception machine. I'll take the Texans. Okay, thank you guys. Appreciate you. Thanks. Best of luck, Holly. Uh, the Fournette game is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Uh, we're going to go to the phones, uh, keep the the uh, train rolling here, and get to Kenny momentarily. But the Fournette game, DFS wise, I might have to get some shares there. I, I don't think he's getting talked about much. I know he's coming off a bad game last week, but to your point, tougher to sit anybody there, right? Like it's like you you wish you could add an extra flex when you have a bench like that. But uh, Kenny from Philadelphia, Dan and George, FST on FNTSY. How you doing this morning? Uh Dan, you just stole one of my plays. Good morning, buddy. Good morning, River Dancing, Joy G. <laughs> Never gonna happen. Hey man, where else can you get River where else can you get River Dance and Leaf Blower Knowledge on the early Where else can you get River Dancing and Leaf Blower Knowledge on the early Saturday wet morning here? where else, man? Love don't, this network. Don't start don't start with me with leaves, okay? You don't want me to get into a little uh, my little diatribe leaves. I, I, by the way, a little, a little update by you because what Kenny just said, it actually is too wet. I won't be doing leaves today. So I, I get a reprieve. <laughs> Understood. Hey, man, you just, man, you just stole my, my, my sneak play of the, uh, of the weekend here, uh, there, Danny, with uh, uh, Leonard Fournette. They're going to give this guy the ball. All right, first of all, let me get, let me get my season-long question out there. James, I, got James, I need James White, uh, Breida, or Let, Let Murray, or Shady McCoy in the PPR. Well, I mean, James White, Breed, McCoy, I already said earlier, I don't think he finishes that game, so I'm taking him out there. What was the last guy again? Uh, Let Murray and uh, Let Murray. Well, you're not going Latavius Murray. We don't know. I think Dalvin Cook's right. a heavy game for him tomorrow. Brader, I think your choices are sort of made for you. We don't know if Brader's going to play or how long he can last either. I know James White's done nothing. I have to start him tomorrow in a game, and I'm it, I'm scared. I'm literally scared he's not going to be able to. I'm thinking about starting Kenny Dixon over him. Thinking Let about me tell you. be able to pull that trigger. But I'm my, about it. If Brader plays, I start Brader. My season long, at the team that I'm still in, my season long uh, formality here is going to derive from this Indianapolis uh Colts in a, a Cowboys game. The guy I'm playing is starting Luck, the Dallas defense, Mac, Cooper, Zeke, and T.Y. Hilton. Oh my God! I know. So I'm going to one game. If that if that game just is a low scoring, a low scoring game, I, I, I should be fine because I, I I did have Keenan Allen, so it's kind of karma here for me getting that donut. But uh, anyway, you got to watch these games now because. I got to see what these teams are playing for. So some guys might actually not be playing as many snaps, i.e. Uh, uh, a Saquon Barkley. I know he had a great game last week, but if he gets kind of nicked up, you best believe you're going to see a more uh, more Wayne Gallman on the field. You best believe that because they're not going to risk all that, especially with OBJ out. And the games mean, it mean nothing pretty much. Um, 
Load up Minnesota, Miami after they beat uh, beat uh, the Patriots with that real emotional win. I don't think they have anything this week. So you can load up Cousins. You can load up. I definitely love Dalvin Cook. Love him. You can load up Thielen Diggs. Um, I love the, uh, the Michael Gallup play there, Georgie. I think this week they actually connect once, at least once for uh, for a big game. You know, everybody's going to target the uh, Patriots-Steelers uh, game. The guys I actually like, like in that game is Gordon Gronk and uh, McDonald. I know that Jesse James had the uh, catch uh, last year, the, uh, the uh, controversial catch, but McDonald's been getting more snaps. So I think that uh, uh, the, the Patriots are vulnerable there at tight end. Um, I love Julio. You remember last time Patrick Peterson and Julio lined up and Peterson was talking talking mad trash and Julio had like 200 yards on him and stuff. So I love uh, Kenneth Dixon, defenses, the Giants, Buffalo. So uh, I am going to be playing. I might make two lineups today, not much, but it's only two games. I mean, I'm, how much are you really going to invest there? So. Uh, well, you'd be surprised, Kenny. You'd be surprised what some people will do on a two-game slate. So, and if, uh, and if you don't have that, if you don't have that one guy, then it's all for nothing. So, I mean, it's all for nothing. Um, all right, folks, that's all I got right now. Uh, let's run some money, man. That I, hey, let's let's print it, Kenny. We got to be printing it ourselves. That's that's how this world <laughs> works. So let's let's make it happen, buddy. Uh, thanks for calling, as always, Kenny. Uh, talk to you next week here on FST. Uh, Jason from Wisconsin, you're on with Dan and George. How you doing this morning? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hey, uh, I, I have a question now. Uh, Elijah McGuire or uh, Tyler Boyd in my flex? I, I'm Boyd league? quickly. What's that? Is it a PPR league? I'm sorry, yeah, PPR, yep, yep, 12-team PPR, uh, Yahoo League, uh, Elijah McGuire or Tyler Boyd, and I also have uh, Jack Jack Wilson Jr., but uh, it's obviously probably going to be McGuire or Boyd. Yeah, no, no, I agree with Dan. I'm going Boyd here. It, I don't even think it's all that close to me. Uh, Not unless really? – uh, if uh, we find out Breed is out tomorrow, then I could rethink this. But uh, certainly not uh, Elijah McGuire. But, uh, Houston's good run defense. I don't see him doing much today. Boyd, I mean, he has a great matchup against uh, the Raiders here. I could see you going if Breed is out, and we know this before the, the 1 o'clock games, because the, the, that San Fran game's at 4 o'clock. I could see myself changing my mind to go with the uh, safer play as Seattle. It's not good against the run at all. But right now it's Boyd. Okay, okay, now I'm I'm completely a mess now because I have my heart set on McGuire. <laughs> but uh, uh, thanks for your input, guys, and uh, and uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you much. You too. Have a good one uh, there in Wisconsin, Jason. Uh, we go back to the phones. Mo from New York. You are on with Dan and George. How you doing this morning? Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Uh, I got a flex question. Uh, Jordy Nelson or Mohamed Sanu in the flex? Uh, Ooh, this this one's tougher. <laughs> this one's tougher. Uh, Jordy Nelson or Sanu here? I think Nelson's probably your uh, your better upside play, and Sanu's probably your safer play if that's what you're looking for here. Uh, I think that's the way I'm I just look looking to win. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Most of us are. Uh, I'm going with Jordy Nelson here. I don't like Sanu all that much tomorrow. I mean, they're close. They're both. Uh, I'm looking at my rankings now. I both. I have them both as wide receiver fours, and I have them separated by about four spots. But I'm going Nelson. I think he has higher upside. Okay, and the Dallas defense or Redskins? Oh God, Jacksonville, Kessler. It's all Fournette. 
And Redskins haven't. I mean, they laid down last week too. They didn't look like they wanted to play either. It's in Jacksonville. Give me Dallas. I think Dallas get a better chance for uh, some sacks, maybe a turnover or two. Uh, Washington's probably once again they're an upside play there, but they laid down last week and they're on the road. I'm not. I'm not touching the Redskins. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, Mo. Good luck there. I'm sitting here uh, currently, and this isn't a fashion show. I get it. But uh, wearing a, a Rutgers hat and a Rutgers sweatshirt, uh, as you talk about Mo Sinu, but I'm with you. I, I think Jordy Nelson has, um, and it's amazing saying this about the 73-year-old Jordy Nelson, but uh, has a, a bit more upside uh, this week in this matchup with Cincinnati. Um, I have a question that actually was posed to me at the day job um, and wanted to get your take on it. Uh, two wide receivers and a flex are needed out of this group. Thielen, Hopkins, Adams, and Amari Cooper. Thielen, Hopkins, so, my God. Yeah, exactly right. His running backs are terrible. <laughs> His running backs are, are, are awful. But um, he's in the semifinals, uh, and I, I had a tough time answering it. Like I, I was trying to break it down. Hopkins, for me, is always a go. Adams is facing the Bears. Cooper, you know, has had, obviously, a great dynamic uh, matchup with uh, the, the quarterback there. And then Thielen struggled a little bit over the past couple of weeks. Uh, what do you, do you have three out of four there that you'd rank them? How would you rank those four? Well, this is the same question, uh, but, but for the wide receivers that Holly from New Jersey had. She had yep. it with running backs yep. where you had three no, running back ones, let's sit one. You have four wide receiver ones, let's sit one. I mean, uh, it's rough here. Uh, I'd probably, in this case, I mean, you can make the argument that it is Thielen. He's been quiet. Adams has the rough matchup. I don't think you can sit Cooper or Hopkins. You can't sit Hopkins, right? You definitely can't sit him. Cooper's been so hot lately. I don't think I can sit him either. I think I'm going to sit Thielen. And I hate to say that. I think I'm going to sit Thielen. Hate it. That's that's why I went as well. I, I I said I don't believe I'm saying this, but I think Thielen's the one uh, that you're going to miss out on. We have two more callers on the line. Want to get to them before the end of the segment. Uh, we will try to power through the rest of the games, but uh, we're here for the callers, for you guys sending your lineups. Uh, Brad from New York, you're on with Dan and George. How are you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. All right, so I'm looking for my wide, re- wide receiver two position here. I've got options of Tim Patrick, I've got Cortland Sutton, Kelvin Ridley, or Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Dan. Thank you so much. <laughs> Patrick Sutton, Ridley, McKenzie. Uh, Ridley's done nothing of late. He, uh, I'm going to go yeah. Sutton here. Mainly because you can throw you can throw the wall on Cleveland. I'll go Sutton here. Uh, they don't have any, many other options there. No Demarius Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. I'll go Sutton over Patrick. Cool, cool. All right, thanks, guys. You bet. Now, I'm, I'm with you at volume over efficiency there. I think Sutton's just going to get the targets this week. Uh, That's Chris where I from as well. Chicago. Uh, Chris from Chicago, how are you doing this morning? You're on with Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Today. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, PPR, uh, Flex. Uh, Curtis Samuel or Lockett? Ooh. Now, see, this is an interesting one. Uh, Russell Wilson's is not throwing very often, but when he does, he does seem to hit Lockett for that long touchdown. Uh, they play the 49ers tomorrow. Curtis Samuel, my only worry really with him, he's been hot of late as well, is Cam Newton's shoulder. He's throwing shorter passes now. There's, that shoulder is certainly bothering him, which is really why Ian Thomas took off last week. I had these pretty much... As even, I think Samuel is going to get more volume. Lock is going to get that big play possibility here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. I think he hits the big play tomorrow, but it's close. I have uh, Lockett as a low end wide receiver two, and Samuel as a high end wide receiver three. So they're close in my rankings, but I'm going Lockett. 
All right, Chris, best of luck uh, in your matchup. Thanks to everybody for the calls today. Um, and uh sound like Chris was on the, on the railroad there, maybe on the... Uh, the subway there in Chicago above ground. Uh, best of luck to everybody uh, with their matchups. Thanks so much for those calls. We have one more segment to get to. We will uh, make sure uh, to get to as many games as we can in the final segment. We'll talk some DFS. We'll talk some wagering. And then uh, hand it on over to the rest of the day of programming here on FNTSY. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Dan and George back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Fantasy Sports Day, Dan Strapper, George Kurtz, closing out our two-hour radio program with this final segment, and we have a bit to get to still. Uh, maybe slow play some of these games a bit early on, but we'll get at least through uh, the final two 1 p.m. games. We've talked a bit about both already, uh, but quickly here, George Washington at Jacksonville, Tampa Bay at Baltimore, our last two 1 p.m.s. Uh, this Redskins-Jacksonville game has all the makings of being an absolutely disastrous game. Uh, but to what Kenny said uh, in our last segment and uh, what I do believe, uh, this is going to be a major Leonard Fournette game. Uh, to get this. Do you, have you looked at the line for this one yet, George, during the week? Have you seen uh, the over-under? No. Do you have a guess off the top of your head, if you have not yet looked at it, what the over-under is? 38. 36. Wow, I went over. 36 points in an NFL, in a National Football League. 36 points. Uh, what was the quarterback for the Giants? T.A., uh, what was the guy's name when they were in like the 50s? Uh, Y.A. Oh, Tittle. man. Y.A. Tittle. That's who it was. Y.A. Tittle. Um, you got, uh, this is amazing. 36 points. You have uh, Mark Sanchez. You have Cody Kessler. A battle of the Titans on the football field. No, really. Uh, this is just an absolute mess of a game. I do love Fournette. Anybody else here that's on your radar, or is this one that we can honestly skip over? Well, it's, it's Josh Johnson, right? We, we don't get Mark Sanchez. Oh, that's Please right. That's right. I'm sorry. Sanchez. Yes. No, that's right. You're right. Not that that helps any, by the way. It doesn't. Uh, this is this is a remote control special. You know, a game where... Uh, Oh, we got nine one one o'clock tomorrow. I'll be passing over this game constantly. Uh, I don't have Fournette in any leagues. That's pretty much why. Uh, listen, who are you starting on Washington? I said you uh, you can make an argument for Vernon Davis. I can certainly see that. Jordan Reed's out. Tight end's been uh, decimated. I could see someone going for Vernon Davis, and I really wouldn't have an issue with it. Once again, we're all desperate for tight ends. Uh, I know I picked up Ian Thomas. I'm thrilled with what he's done the past couple of weeks. So uh, I I totally understand that. That's it. You know, I'm not, I'm not starting Adrian Peterson tomorrow, and I have been a league, and it hurts, but I'm not starting him. Uh, he's, not, he's just not going to do anything. It's not going to happen. I'm not starting Docs in a crowd or forget about it. Uh, so now you're down to uh, Jacksonville. We are four net to start. You know, I know we said Holly, I probably wouldn't, but that's because she had four, you know, with three or four running back one, someone had to sit. But I'm starting uh, Leonard Fournette. I want to start him. Really, the only other choice there is D.D. Westbrook. 
you know, uh, and he had a big game against Tennessee last week. I can see him being a flex play again in PPR leagues. I can see that Kessler seems to like to throw to him. Maybe he only has eyes for him, uh, so that wouldn't shock me at all there. That's it. You know, that is it. Now, I'm not starting, I'm not going going cold Moncrief for anybody else in this game, and I'm certainly not studying Kessler. No, no, we're not. Uh, I'll have a bunch of Fournette. Uh, I'm trying to work through my DraftKings lineup right now, hitting sort of a snag in the middle tier of wide receiver, but uh, have Fournette in the mix there uh, as of right now. Uh, let's go on to uh, the next and final 1 p.m. game, and that is Tampa Bay at Baltimore. We have Lamar Jackson still under center or you know, in the shotgun, whichever way uh, they run that offense these days. Uh, Baltimore and Tampa Bay feels like a day that Tampa Bay will be under owned. Obviously some upside to the offense, but playing Baltimore, definitely not the best matchup. How do you see this one shaking out? This is, uh, I have Winston in a couple of leagues and, Man, in a 14-team league, I, I've looked at the quarterbacks on the uh, on the waiver wire. There's not much there, and I don't want to start Winston anymore. I just don't see big things coming. Last week, he was off to a good start against New Orleans. Hurt his knee at the end of the first half and did nothing in the second half. Did absolutely nothing. Uh, so I'm concerned that, uh, you know, that needs to still bother him, plus he gets Baltimore. A very good defense on the road, and they need to win. They need to win here. So I'm not liking Winston tomorrow at all. Unfortunately for me, I just don't know if I'm going to have any choices there. He's still starting Mike Evans, but that might be it. That really might be it here. Uh, I won't be on Humphreys. You know, I won't be on Chris Godwin. Uh, Deshaun Jackson's out. Uh, Peyton Barber, I understand starting running back, but I'm not seeing much from him. I'm not seeing anything from any of the Bucks tomorrow. I'm just not liking it. Cameron Brait, maybe once again, tight end, you may not have any uh, choice here, so I get that. Uh, for Baltimore, I agree with Dane. You know, for the promo we just heard in the commercial, I think I will, Lamar Jackson probably will have a better day than Aaron Rodgers. He's going to run for 70, 80 yards. He's going to run for, you know, what's worth a touchdown. If he runs one in and throws for a touchdown, that's 20 points. You know, I, I think uh, Lamar Jackson's going to have a nice day tomorrow against the Tampa Bay secondary. Not all that good. You know, you saw that he was uh, against the Chiefs last week. Another secondary that's not all that good. He had a good, solid game. You know, they didn't lose that game because of him. They lost that game because of a fourth down play where Matt Mahomes made a play. So I'm liking uh, Lamar Jackson tomorrow. I think the question here comes – I'm not starting any of the receivers, though. Forget Brown, Crabtree, Sneed. No. Uh, the question comes down to Edwards and Dixon. I know Dixon's taking away some, uh, some touches, some carries, and maybe takes away more. I'm still starting Edwards over him, but Edwards right now is a borderline running back two flex play. He's no longer a strong running back two. Because of what they're doing with Dixon now, he's a borderline guy here. It really becomes which guy gets a touchdown tomorrow if one happens. That'll, that guy will have the better day here. So he's no longer a must-start here. But I do like Lamar Jackson tomorrow, and I do not like Jameis Winston. I will admit my current uh, build over on DraftKings has Doug Martin, Leonard Fournette, and Kenneth Dixon uh, at the flex. Uh, I do think uh, Dixon will continue to take uh, a large market share away from Gus Edwards here on the weekend and will give us uh, some, some potential upside here against Tampa Bay. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Do you want to get uh, quick takes here on the two 4 o'clock games from you, George? Seattle at San Francisco, New England at Pittsburgh. Uh, let's take Seattle and San Francisco first. Obviously, some uh, intrigue from some injuries in the backfield for San Francisco. Uh, how do you see that one shaking out? 
Yeah, I mean, you, uh, we don't know about Matt Breida yet. He's going to be he's questionable. Uh, if Breida starts, that's what I want to go with. He's been really good. If that, if he would have suffered this ankle injury like what, two months ago, that kid's nagging him. He would have had a really nice season. Looks like a really good player here. If he doesn't go, then you want to start Jeff Wilson. Seattle's been terrible against the run all season long, and I don't think you'll see that changing tomorrow. I think Wilson would have a good game if Breida's out. He's in there. Could be a split. Could be a somewhat sort of a mess. I won't be starting Wilson if Breida plays. Uh as for the passing game, Mullins did have a big game against Seattle the first time they played. Not so sure he does it again, uh, but hey, Pettis, once again, is a, a worthy flex play. Someone's got to catch the ball there. I know Goodwin's back. Not so sure I'm going to uh, trust him. Kittle's a must-start. He's a must-start week in and week out. Um, I'm not sure why anybody would be debating that. As for Seattle, uh, they're not throwing the ball. They beat Minnesota last week, and Russell Wilson had, what, 72 passing yards? They're just not, they don't have to throw the ball. They've been able to win it with defense and the run game. That's their formula. You know, and they've taken it to an extreme with Russell Wilson. Well, he's just not throwing the ball all that much. So if you're starting Russell Wilson tomorrow, you better pray that he gets some touchdown passes or runs for a lot of yards. He did have that, he is running more over the second half of the season, so that's good to see here. But Russell Wilson scares the life out of me tomorrow. I do not have him as a quarterback. One. Uh, uh, starting Chris Carson. Rashad Penny's out tomorrow. If you were thinking about starting him, you're not worried about him. Mike Davis, I'd have, have to be desperate to start him at a flex. But Chris Carson goes here. And if I can't trust Russell Wilson, it'll be really tough to trust any of the receivers. Baldwin, I won a, uh, a league, an industry league, last week, you know, with by two points because my opponent started Doug Baldwin. I don't know why they kept him in the line. I don't know if they just didn't realize. They weren't paying attention. If they thought yep. they did take him out and they didn't, I don't know why. But I won by two points. And I said, it's an industry league. It's a money league, too. So I was thrilled to do it, but I probably should have lost. They would have put anybody else in. I didn't check the rest of their roster, but I'm sure they would have put, put anybody else in. They, they would have beat me, but hey, I'll take it. But uh, I'm not. this is why I don't take chances on the players, by the way. If I have any doubts, they go out of my lineup. Uh, I'm not starting Doug Baldwin tomorrow. Tyler Lockett, I'll consider, but you're going to need that big play for it to pay off. But it is San Fran. It could pay off. It could. It definitely could. Uh, let's break down this final contest, and then we'll get to some uh, specific wagering asks and also uh, look at the um, DFS side of the house. New England at Pittsburgh. Uh, the question many are asking, George, and I think it's sort of uh, a fool's errand uh, and a little mis- uh, misdirection from an analysis perspective, but need to at least address it. Who will New England take out of the game? You know, that narrative that Bill Belichick, and you know, I get the the history of it all. Will take out one specific player and make the rest of the team beat them. Uh, will they try to take out Antonio Brown, or will they try to take out Juju Smith Schuster? I think in this situation, you're not talking about it necessarily properly to really try to deem which one they're going to try to take out. I think uh, New England's smart enough to try to game plan to stop the offense as a whole um, and will not get bogged down in the idea of forcing play to one player. Um, What do you got here? How do you see it breaking down? Do you think that's a viable question and one that needs to be answered before setting lineups? Well, it is what Bill generally tries to do, right? Take away their best option. You know, what they feel most comfortable with. Uh, and I think you you nailed it. It comes down to Brown or Smith-Schuster. I don't think he's worried about Samuels. I don't really expect Connor to play tomorrow. Or at least not be uh, Major League effective if he does play. So I think that's what you're asking. You know, is... Uh, <laughs> will, he do, will he do that? Will he take Brown? I think it would be Brown, by the way. He'd be the one he'd go after. And they'll, they'll live with just what's uh, Smith-Schuster. I think Smith-Schuster's really, really good. But he's not quite Brown yet. So uh, that's the way I expect it to be. But it's not going to change what I do, by the way. I'll still start. Antonio Brown, if you can start Brown. Uh, I may not pay for him in DFS, 
you know, for the price he's going, maybe I, I would stay away from there. But I'll still, uh, I'm not going to shy away from Brown in the, certainly not in the redraft leagues or your fantasy championships. There's that DFS, I may not want to pay his price. What do you got for the rest of this game? Which pieces are going? Which wide receivers uh, for New England do you think step forward in this matchup? All right. Uh, I mean, you look at New England. Brady had a, a big game last week. He also had to come back there. These uh, games between, between these two teams are usually high scoring. So I think you're going to see some points put up on the board here. The running game scares me. Uh, I mean, Michelle, James White, we talked with Kenny earlier. He's done nothing. Just nothing since really since Burkett came back. Even though Burkett's not doing anything. It's just all been really Sony Michelle and then Devlin stealing with touchdowns. So he, Devlin has sort of killed everybody's value. Michelle's the only person I feel somewhat comfortable starting as a running back to. James White goes down to a flex play here. Burkett I want nothing to do with. Uh, you're starting Gronk. I can't imagine you doing you have better than him. Career-wise, he's generally lit up Pittsburgh. Maybe he does again. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, but you know, as long as he's not playing safety, I think you're okay there. Uh, and the wide receivers. Oh you know, you'll start boy! To... Oh boy! Oh, right. You went Sorry. There. You went there. Uh, it's... Listen, it wasn't even on him. Whoever uh, had that last play screwed up. Did they really think Tannehill was going to be able to throw the ball 70 yards? Someone screwed up big time in that game. Uh, they should have known that the lateral play was coming. Anyway, yes, he was a terrible safety. Uh, absolutely awful. Uh, Josh Gordon, I'm going with, and that's probably it. I mean, Edelman, yes, uh, but I'm not going to go Chris Hogan or anything further down than that. Brady comes in as a top 10 quarterback this week, so I'm, I'm comfortable uh, thinking the Patriots are going to score some points, but if all the players I named, they're not all going to pay off. And Sony Michelle might be the one that actually worries me the most. That makes sense. I, I think that... I think that's a big problem in this game is nailing down exactly what the Patriots do on offense. I, I'm I'm less concerned about what they're going to do on defense. I'm more concerned about what pieces are, are the focal point from a, an offensive perspective. Uh, Josh Gordon obviously has some upside. Gronkowski looks like he's slow. Like He just looks like he's a slow football player right now. Got uh, eight receptions on eight targets last week. It's a score. Great week. Um, but that efficiency is not going to be there every week. And I think that this matchup, you may see a lot more uh, of the wide receivers and the backfield uh, with Gronkowski being somebody that maybe is a little bit more uh, of a decoy over the middle of the field. Obviously, always an option. I uh, want to get your quick takes here, George, on uh, some wagering overall. We've hit on some throughout the day. We know Saturday you're looking more at prop bets. What about Sunday? Uh, lots of uh, low lines as we get to uh, the end of the year here. Uh, anything stand out from an over-under perspective or spread perspective that you think are worthwhile from a, a wager uh, that uh, you might pass along to the listeners? Absolutely. There's always games that we like more than uh, more than others. And I said, I think you have to be careful nowadays because you can have teams who are making you know business decisions, don't really want to play. You know, uh, so that, that worries me somewhat. The Oakland Raiders, Cincinnati, I mentioned earlier, I like the over here. I do think the points are going to be scored here. So I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. Uh, other games, I mean, I don't see anything that really sticks out to me that I'm dying to, uh, to go with here. I think a lot of these games could go either way. I like said Green Bay, Chicago, I don't like taking division games, even though I think that game is going uh, to go over. Maybe the Bears do shut down the Packers uh, on offense, and things don't go well here. You know, so I could see myself staying away from that. That, that over-under you mentioned, Washington, Jacksonville at 36, that's, that's crazy. And I, yet I still can't take the over. I mean, they're telling you to take the over. They're teasing you to take the over. But is anybody shocked that it's a 13-10 game? I mean, anybody at all? You know, so I can't go there. Uh, I, I just just can't do it. Uh, Seattle minus three and a half at San Fran. This game's important to Seattle. 
They have to win San Fran, really not playing for anything. I like Seattle minus the points uh, in that game. I'm not taking the over-under in New England-Pittsburgh. It's a 54-and-a-half. I do think it probably comes through, but I'm not taking it. Philadelphia Rams, I mean, I want to take the plus 13 from Philadelphia. I do. But every time I think about it, the Rams got embarrassed a little bit last Sunday night. Philadelphia is a mess. They can't stop the run or the pass. This game may be a colossal blowout. It wouldn't shock me to end Philadelphia's season, or at least end their chance at the NFC East, which for all intents and purposes, does end their uh, chance here. So I'm not liking uh, – I'm only like the two games. I like Seattle. I said I'll, I'm going I'm to give the points there, and I'm not like the over-under in Oakland-Cincinnati. All right, let's uh, talk about your favorite uh, DFS plays here just uh, across the board, quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Who are some of the names that are in the mix for you? Oh, we already saw Derek Carr. You mentioned it earlier, 4,200. I like that a lot. I think Carr's going to have a nice game tomorrow. I will have an Oakland – I mean, hard to believe I'm going to say I like an Oakland Raiders stack. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have that tomorrow, which is just uh, really amazing to me. Uh, Doc Prescott at 5500, I also like, and I think he's gonna be somebody who I could have in a lineup or two for, uh, at quarterback tomorrow. Running backs, uh, I mean, uh, as much as I like Barkley, I'm not gonna pay up for him tomorrow. And I'm, not, I'm not paying up for Ezekiel Elliott either because I wonder if Dallas is gonna take it easy on his touches. Uh, you mentioned Fournette 7500, yeah. I, really, there's no other offense there. He has to touch the ball, doesn't he? I mean, really, doesn't he? Uh, Dalvin Cook. They're going to make a concerted effort to run the ball tomorrow. 6,500. I will have Dalvin Cook in a lot of my lineups. I just don't. I just think they want to make a, a statement here. Derek Henry, 5,000. Someone I'm going to have to look at as well. I, I know you mentioned Tevin Coleman. I, I can't do it. I just can't do it unless I need to save that money, and I'm really looking for an upside play. I agree. The price is right, but I just don't trust the man at all. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of good wide receivers you can go with tomorrow. Uh, I mean, Lower end guys who I could think about. We we talk about Tyler Boyd, fifty seven hundred. He's someone I'm going to like tomorrow. I just think the things could be in the making here of a good game. Westbrook at forty five hundred. I do wonder if Kessler just only has eyes for Westbrook. That's his first look on every pass play. If that's the guy he's at the most work with, or he doesn't trust Moncrief, doesn't trust Cole, whatever it might be. But he's someone I'll look at as well. And Pettis forty four hundred is someone I'm also interested in. Stills at forty three hundred is another guy I will think about, but probably not go with. And at tight end, this may be where I pay up and maybe go with Kittle for sixty three hundred. I think I can afford that. Dallas has generally generally has problems at the tight end, covering tight ends as well. But if T Y Hilton's out, then I'm not going Ebron. But if Hilton's in, I might go Ebron 5,900, see if uh, he's a big part of that offense. I'm not paying for Gronk. Uh, I said I'm not paying for Ingram. That's why I'm going to pay up. There's no one else at the tight end spot I like. I'm more, more than likely going Kittle in a majority of my lineups. Yeah, Kittle and Jared Cook, uh, I think Ebron makes some sense. I know a lot of people are trying Vance McDonald. I don't love that. I just think there are too many options at Pittsburgh tight end to really nail down who's going to be the one. Uh, Carr is going to be a lot of my lineups. Pretty crazy, uh, but I'll be there uh, for net. Tevin Coleman will be uh, in the mix and Kenneth Dixon. And then wide receivers is a hit or miss for me, so I'm going to be all over the map uh, with my exposures across multiple positions. Don't forget, coming up next... College football today is coming your way. Uh, you want to stick with those guys from 10 to 1, getting you ready for the college football uh, bowl season, getting you through each and every game and all those matchups. So stay tuned for that. Find George on uh, Twitter at George Kurtz. Find him over at rotoexperts.com. Find me at Dan Strafford. And, of course, each and every week right here on Fantasy Sports Day. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy week 15 of the NFL.